Hey everybody, what's up? It's your girl Nomi Jackson here along with a handsome Ishii on the other line. It is Thursday, April 29th, 2021 at 10.20am. How in the heck are you beautiful babies doing today? I hope you guys are doing really well. It is cloudy here. It's around 50 degrees right now. It's supposed to be in the mid-70s at some point, but... Right now it's a little chilly. Um, let's see. What can I tell you guys? Interesting. Okay. So I ordered some iodine. I read that iodine, if you put it on a mole or a skin tag, it will, every day, it will like make it fall off in three to five days or something like that <laughs> I don't know if it's true but I thought it was worth a shot I do have a mole that um developed a few years ago and um nothing can make it go away short I guess I would ha have to like get plastic surgery but that's probably a lot of money and I am not balling like that guys um so anyway I saw that and you know it's worth a shot uh I figured I can do it every day for about a month. Just put a little bit on it and then see what happens. And, you know, if if it doesn't work, then, you know, no harm done. And then I have this big old bottle of uh, iodine. I could find other uh, uses for it. I'm sure there's something else I can use it for. But um, I'm really, really hoping it works because I want this thing gone, man. So, what else? What else? Um. So... I went to the store this morning because I needed some milk. I tried to have a glass of milk before bed last night, and it was gross. It was, like, really, really thick. It, like, almost tasted like butter. <laughs> it didn't taste spoiled, though, you know what I mean? That sour, spoiled milk taste, it didn't taste like that. It just was, like, really thick and gross, like buttermilk almost, and ew. And it was, it was only... It was, okay, what's today? 29th, did I say? Okay, it expired on the 27th, but I'm not one who believes that things expire suddenly, bam, on the day. Like, normally, uh, milk can last a, about, up to a week after, really, before it even starts going bad. That's just a um, date they put on that they can't sell it by. But uh, anyway, this also happens to be the, um, the milk I got from Aldi. And I think I mentioned to you last week, the almond milk I got from Aldi, the chocolate almond milk, that was spoiled and had like big clumps in it. And so now this was bad too. Um, I used it a few, uh, I used it before I had opened it already and used it and there was no problem, but yesterday it was just really gross. So they're actually the same brand, Friendly Farms, I think is the name of the brand. And I guess it's just a really sucky brand or something. I don't know, but, uh, so, never again to get any kind of milk from Aldi's. Um, so anyway, like I was saying, I went to the store, and over the loudspeaker, they were playing Midnight Train to Georgia <laughs> by uh, Gladys Knight and the Pips. Do you know how hard it is to be in the grocery store, and they're playing that song, and not to, uh, pretend like you're blowing a horn and going, whoo! <laughs> that is darn near impossible but uh i managed to contain myself it was really hard but um i did so anyway yeah <laughs> i love that song and so that made me think why not um make that our song of the day 
Okay, so I will. Let me read it. Midnight Train to Georgia. L.A. proved too much for the man. He, too much for the man. He couldn't make it, so he's leaving the life he's come to know. He said he's going back to find, going back to find what's left of his world, the world he left behind not so long ago. He's leaving on that midnight train to Georgia. Yeah, said he's going back to a simpler place in time. Oh, yes, he is. And I will be with him on that midnight train to Georgia. I'd rather live in his world than live without him in mine. He kept dreaming, oh, that someday he'd be a star, a superstar, but he didn't get far. <laughs> but he sure found out the hard way that dreams don't always come true. Uh-uh. No, no. Uh-uh. So he hung all his hopes, and he even sold his own car. Hmm. Bought a one-way ticket back to the life he once knew. Oh, yes, he did. He said he would. I know he's leaving on that midnight train to Georgia. Said he's going back to find a simple pace in time. Guess gonna guess who's going to sit by, by his side? And I'm going to be with him on that midnight train to Georgia. I'd rather live in his world than live without him in mine. Oh, he's leaving on a midnight train to Georgia. Yeah, oh, yo. <laughs> Said he's going back to find a simpler place in time. I've got to be with him on that midnight train to Georgia. I'd rather live in his world than live without him in mine. All aboard a midnight train. One love all aboard. Gotta go to midnight train. One love. Okay, blah, blah, blah. You know the rest of it. <laughs> anyway, I really, uh, I've always loved that song. Um, the only thing I wonder, why did he have to sell his car just because he's moving back to Georgia? I mean, you still need a car when you live in Georgia. Do you not? <laughs> this was in the old times. This was, like, what, written in the 70s, right? Uh, so, people in Georgia needed a car in his 70s. That just doesn't make any sense. He should have just drove his car back to Georgia. I'm just saying. Whoever wrote the song. <laughs> oh, somebody called James D. Weatherly. Hmm, I gotta find this James D. Weatherly and question him. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I thought maybe I'd try to um, do some connection with Gladys Knight to do our Mikey Booth thing today. And I was looking at this video clip of Miss Gladys when she was on the Today Show the day after uh, Mikey Poo went home, Michael Jackson. Uh, anyway, it like really choked me up and I had to like, okay, like stop a bit before I started recording this because I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> but anyway, um, the stuff she was saying about Michael was really sweet. Um, as you know, she was actually the one who discovered him, not Diana boss like they made it out to be <laughs> but um what do you call it so she uh met them she heard of them first in the at the regal theater in chicago where they were performing and everything so she knew him ever since he was just a little boy and everything um and what really struck me was what she was saying like ever since he was a kid like she'd find him like sitting alone in the dark you know they're in the motown studios you know i guess out in la um and she'd find him sitting there in the dark and she'd be like, well, what's wrong? And he was crying and saying that he uh, didn't get to play baseball that day. And apparently, you know, obviously that's not the first you know, time I've heard that. But I mean, well, it was the first time I heard that specific story because I knew in general he longed to um, do regular kid stuff. But I didn't even know it was that specific, you know. Like, so apparently for him to be crying that day, he probably had an opportunity 
you know, to go out and play, as opposed to, you know, just seeing kids and wishing he could. It sounds like, you know, because he went to, um, when he just went out there, he went to a regular school before he, uh, before they got really big and, you know, they had to, um, be tutored after that because they just couldn't, you know, be in a regular school anymore. But, um, anyway, it sounds like he really just was at that moment he really wanted to just be a kid and play ball and instead he was in this grown-up world you know I mean it's one thing to be singing and doing it for fun because he loved it but that's not the point the point is he should have still been a kid that should have been the priority and he knew that that's why he didn't want his children to um go into show business until they were adults until they were over 18 and um when he just um passed on I don't know his father was you know had them on interviews and stuff and you know it's like they wanted to uh get the kids out there in show business because that was uh, Joseph Deal you know to do that with kids and um like within days later the brother Randy's like I don't know what's wrong with my parents uh Michael specifically said he did not want them to do that and I'm glad he said that publicly because after that, none of that ever happened, you know, like Paris took like acting lessons and stuff like that, but they never, after Randy, Randy put that out there <laughs> for everyone to hear the parents backed off and, uh, let, let, uh, the kids be kids just exactly like Michael wanted. Um, that would have been something he really would have hated. And now they're adults and they're pursuing whatever it is, you know, they want to do. And I just think that's just the right way. But I just still feel really sad that Mikey was, like, literally crying because he wanted to go and play. And that just makes me sick to my stomach, you know. Um, and then she said, as he got older, too, see, he said that, she said that they were, you know, still friends all along the way. And, you know, near the end, uh, the last few years, he was living in Las Vegas. And she and her husband were there, too. And she said he would call and, you know, just just be, like, really upset. And this, I guess, he, you know, he had the kids then, too, and everything. But he just wanted somewhere to be. So he she invited, you know, them over. And he got to be a regular person. All the scrutiny all the time and never, you know, getting to be normal, like, really, really got to him his whole life. I guess especially near the end. He was just really, really tired of it all. And he would go to people's houses, mostly celebrities that at home would have a more normal life. You know, um, her, uh, Barry Gibb, he, Barry Gibb said he would go over there. He would get, <laughs> get drunk and then like fall asleep on the floor, that type of thing. You know, he just wanted to be, oh, and Donny Osmond as well. You know, he just wanted to surround himself with quote-unquote normal families and not be Michael Jackson. He just wanted to be Mikey Poop. <laughs> um, and I I guess that he kind of felt more home at home, you know, with um, these people. And sometimes they're not even celebrities, but just like people that lived a normal life. He can be in their house and not have to be a star and not have to be anybody famous. Um and it's sad, you know, you kind of thought he, I don't know, I I was hoping he was happier, you know, 
at the end when he had his kids. I know he was happy he had the kids, but um, he still clearly longed for this close-knit family thing. And it kind of saddens me that he didn't feel like he could go to his family home um, in Havenhurst, the Havenhurst house in Encino. You know, his mom still lived there and some of uh, uh, nieces and nephews and ex-wives and stuff. I guess like a whole bunch of people were just kind of like randomly living there. But I guess for him at that point, it wasn't home home. I mean, he brought his children over there. The children knew their cousins and grandparents, particularly grandma, before, you know, he passed on. They weren't strangers to the kids, but, um, it wasn't like a, it wasn't a sanctuary for him anymore that he didn't feel at home anymore. And that just really makes me sad, you know, even though he commented on how small the house he grew up in, um, Gary was, he said it's about the size of their garage when they just moved out to um LA I mean he in his mind at that point he just forgot how you know small it was but I think in retrospect he would rather have been in that small house with um all the siblings the mom and dad the cousins coming over and visiting you know lots of food and kitchen and music and all that I think he would have preferred that and not have the fame and just get to be, you know, just be Michael. And if he happens to, you know, like singing, he could have done karaoke or back in the day, just, you know, do the soul, soul train dance, you know, and I don't know. I just, I just picture a better life for him, but, um, that's not the way the world works, unfortunately. And like I've said a million times, he, he came with a purpose and, Oh, sadly that all that other stuff came attached to it, but thankfully, uh, he's in a much better place right now, and I don't know, I guess, I I know he wouldn't want us to feel sorry for him or anything, so I'm not pitying him, because who wants to be pitied? Nobody wants to be pitied, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. So anyway, that's our Mikey Poo thing today, um... (laughs) It's good. He's in a good place, and that makes me happy. Um, Yeah, and he deserves it. And so he's not sad anymore. He's not crying in the dark anymore. Um, He's at peace and doing whatever it is they do (laughs) where they are. So thank God for that. Thank you, Jehovah, that he's in a good place. Anyway, guys, I guess I'm going to let you all go. I've been rambling on and on, and I think I'm going to read a book today. So I want you guys to remember that God loves you, Ishi loves you, I love you, Mikey Poo loves you, we all love you, and we want you to have a beautiful and blessed day because we love you. Odabo.